Hello and welcome to the I Could Do That podcast. I'm Alex. I'm the Head of Research and Development at Silver Fox. Alongside me today is Jake Green. Jake, do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, Alex and uh, everybody listening. My name is Jake Green. I'm the Head of Technical Engagement at the Skullmore Group, um, which is based up in Tamworth and, and famously known for its wiring accessories with the click mode range. Brilliant. What, what is it? What, what is it that you do? Um, that's a good question. I seem to be getting involved in pretty much everything at the moment. Um, primarily, I'm out on the road delivering talks to contractors, CPD-based uh, talks um, around regulations and um, our, our products as well to a, to a certain degree. But mainly about regulations. I'm not too focused on on the sales side of things. It's more about educating people and then bringing them on a journey with us to say, look, we're we're a, you know we're not just a box moving company. Um, we're actually here to support you through the through your journey as a business. And if we can do that through technical and, and sharing knowledge, then that that's sort of primarily what I do. I also manage a, a team within the office that look after the, the technical helpline. So phone calls, emails. Um, we've also got that online learning management system, which we're sort of in the process with, with sharing with people, um, which is, is fo- primarily focused on our products. Um, so, you know, we want to educate people on, on the features and benefits of that. Uh, we've also got a, a guy here that goes around talking to apprentices at college level um, and, and universities as well. So, you know, that, that he's traveling across the country. So he will go in and, and you know, just educate them a little bit more because you know we, we know that knowledge is, is power when it comes to certainly being a, a sparky out on the road um they want to know everything um and so yeah i mean there's a lot going on good so you've just you've just described what you do quite eloquently i must add um but what do other people think you do um depends who you ask <laughs> so if you ask um if you ask my friends and, and my partner, it, it, all it seems to them is that, that I'm out on the road, I'm staying in nice hotels and eating nice food. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so a restaurant critic? Yeah, yeah, that would probably be a better job title for me, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, no, that's not, not the case. You know, um, because I don't live close to where the office is, you know, there's a lot of travel involved um, in that sense. Uh, but generally speaking, I'm out on the road three, four times uh, a week, staying away. You know, it's, it's not it's not easy, um, and a lot of people do think that it is easy to to stay away all the time. But I've got I've got a young child. Um, I've got Gus; he's, he's two years of age. So you know, you, if you want to get back, if you you know if you want to get back, you can. But it just then has a knock on effect to how the next day goes. So friends and family would say that, that I just have a nice time. But you know, um, the people within the industry know what it is that I do. Um, you know, we, we deal with a lot of contractors, large, large, medium, small contractors. You know, we don't sort of um, sort of pick and choose. It's it's kind of where where the work is, and that's where you have to go. But they would they would say that they would come for a, a morning or an afternoon or a lunch or something like that, and and they would gain useful information. Um, and it's not just about regulations. It's it's about it's about um, helping them with certain products and different ways of thinking as well more so it's not just the case of well you're, you're an electrician you've done your training and, you, and you've done it this, this way for so many years 
why don't you think about doing it like this? It could save you time in the long run. You know, so mm. if you ask them, I think they would say that they get good value out of um, myself and the, and the business when it comes to delivering technical talks. Good, good. So traveling around for four days a week seems like quite tough. Um, what would you, what would you say is probably the most important personality trait that you think you have? Um, most important personality trait. I think I've just got the drive just to keep going, um, and you know, get the get the job done, and then you reap the rewards later on in life. You know, it's um extremely fortunate for the business that I work in you know they give me the ability to go out and do what I need to do um, without any you know real constraints on you know where I go and what I do as long as it's constructive and it's in the in the business interest then they're fine so you know I I have the the freedom to be able to say right get this done and then Friday I'll just take take it a little bit easy because I've been out all week um, do a few emails phone calls bits and pieces like that you know the admin side of things Mm. So my, my probably my strongest um, trait is is to to, to keep driving on and, and you know when you work in a business that appreciates what you do as well it's it's very um, rare that you come across that I, I certainly from my experience is just just allowing you that freedom to to get on and and being appreciated it makes you want to strive for more for the business as well. Sure, take a step back to beginning of your career what what do you think built that that drive to to continue and keep going yeah well i i, I sort of i started doing a laboring job so straight out of, out of school um and i, I was actually going to go into construction management at the time but the I had a, uh, a friend and his dad was was an electrician and they were running a gang of uh, a team and they needed a labourer. And I thought, you know, that, that sounds like a, a bit of a good idea. It gives me some money in my pocket now and hopefully they'll take me on as an apprentice and then I'll, I'll get some qualifications. But it didn't actually materialise like that. It was just I was always going to be a labourer. Um, mm. and, and that's fine if that's what people want to do, you know, no, no, um, not downplaying what they do because we need those. We still need those skills um, within the trade. But for me, it was all about, my dad always spoke to me and he said, look, you need to get some sort of qualifications. I had aspirations of going to America when I was younger and living out there. And the, the, the qualifications part, it was always, you know, banged into me and said, you need to make sure you get some qualifications. If you get these qualifications, you could probably take them across the world. So mm. starting off by doing that uh, and and then... I actually had a, my uncle, he had his own business and uh, he was an electrician and he said, I'll take you on. You can be apprentice for me. And now he was an absolute taskmaster. He, he was, he's a very, very good electrician, very, very good electrician. And he always was used to say to me every single day I turned up, he said, have you read that regs book? Yeah. Have you read that regs book? Yeah. And it was kind of like, I'm 16, 17 years old at this time. And the guy, the guy's sitting there saying, have you read that book yet? And I'm like, no, no, I've not read that book. I'm just trying to get my qualifications so that I can earn more money to go to America. Um, and and he, was, he was actually quite a, a big part of my journey, really, because 
although at the time I didn't see that he was actually doing it for me, uh, and you know, there's, there's, I speak to so many apprentices across the across the years. I've been doing what I do, and you know, a lot of them sit there in, in college and go, "I just want to get my qualifications and get out of here and earn some money." Well, unfortunately, with this industry, it's not a case of just doing your apprenticeship and then sort of doing no more training from there on in. You know, there's always something to learn. And it's the, the, the guy that I was working with, my uncle, he, he was saying to me, just make sure that you keep learning all the time. If, if you want to be the best spot there is, you need to keep listening, keep learning. Um, you know, so he, he was... He was a he was a taskmaster for sure. <laughs> but you reckon it's helped you in the long run? Oh yeah, most definitely. Um, it's it's helped in the sense that I know why he did what he did as well. Not not necessarily what he was trying to do, but you know, striving striving to be the best. There's nothing wrong with that at all. And I'm not saying I'm the best, by the way. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, he he definitely helped, and then I, I sort of moved on from there, and I, I did a, a full apprenticeship with another company. Um, things, you know, family issues didn't didn't for the reasons sort of didn't work out there, um, and then I moved on to say that another apprenticeship, and were, this was a small company based in in Huntingdon, and their focus was energy saving installations. So this was around a time where people were doing all LED conversions and. Um, you know, so we was doing a lot of that solar PV. We're just getting into EV when it first sort of broke onto the market. We were, we were one of the first, one of the first companies to do the Rolex training, um, which was which was very good as well. Um, but moving sort of on from that, I went to college in Bedford, um, and I was actually lucky enough that I got onto a what was known as the NIC Academy. So NIC EIC Academy. And they were going to sort of put their name to our training. And what the idea was that when you came out of doing your 2330, as it was there at the City and Guilds one, once you've done that, you do all the add-on qualifications. So you do your PV, you do your uh, EV, you do your um, 2391, which is your test and inspect. You know, you, you do all of that. So you would come out as, as this all singing and all dancing electrician, as well as going through a formal apprenticeship. Um. As as with all these things, sometimes that doesn't ha- always happen like that. Nothing in life sort of seems to go the way you want it to go. So I did my qualifications there at Bedford. I did my 2330. I did my MVQ level three, did my M2, all that sort of stuff. And then um, it was kind of like, well, the NIC sort of just left me from there. What I thought at the time, they just sort of left us. And they said, well, well done. You've done your qualification. And we're like, well, we was promised all this stuff. Where is it? Like, we, you know, so a lot of money's worth of training to us and it will help us in the future. Um, mm. and, and nothing sort of materialized from that. I don't really, I, 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 now I know the reasons why it didn't happen, but that's only because of the position I was putting in. So some of the other guys that were on the course, they will never know why they didn't get all of those, um, qualifications, which I think was a bit unfair for, for them to do that. But, you know, business is business. So I guess that's, you know, that's the way to sort of look at it. And then, my career took a bit of a, a turn, really, um, from being a traditional spark on the tools. We was doing some refits for a, um, re- a restaurant, chain of restaurants, 
and we were changing all their LED lights. We somehow, I don't know how we did it because we weren't a multinational company. And normally when you sort of deal with restaurant chains and, you know, they want to deal with someone who's got credibility and, and has been there, done it, and they mm. can do X, they can do four or five and they shops. they can be all over the country. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so we got involved with those and we was doing some LED refits for them. And then the guy that was running the project on their side said, look, I'm, I'm looking at doing something. Would you be interested? So he said that, as a business, they need to cut costs and their reactive maintenance and their planned maintenance for for the whole building, not just the, the electrical side of things. He said, we need we need someone to come in and, and take that over. He said, so I was promised a lot. That in the end, I set up my own business um, and was promised the world. I was so naive to, to being in business. <laughs> um, certainly after I came out of it, I reflect back on it now and look and say, for anybody that's starting up their own business, um, one fair play to you. The second one is um, make sure that you're prepared to put your whole life into it. Mm. And certainly for the first two years, I feel that that is what is needed. No more holidays, no more taking days off. You're working seven days a week and all of that. That would be my advice. I can't sit here and say that I failed at business. I can't say that I was successful because I didn't really give it long enough. Um and I was 21 at the time, you know, it's, it, it, there's a lot of life to, to be had at, at that age. You know, you want to go out, you want to mm. party, you want to go on holidays. And uh, some people do, some people don't. But, you know, as a 21 year old, that's what I wanted to do. Um, so, yeah, I was doing maintenance for those guys, but not just on the electrical side. So I actually did learn quite a lot of skills um, to do with um, chemical dosing, um, dishwashers, fitting you know new toilets and bits and pieces like that because that's what they wanted me to do and that's what they were paying me to do so i ended up doing some short courses um to sort of get me through the basics of what i needed to do mm. um and then yeah that, that sort of didn't work out they did they weren't happy with the, the top people weren't happy with how he was trying to take their business so that ended and then i managed to pick up a job just doing something similar but for a big uh, facilities maintenance company and it was interesting, um, but at the same time, it was one of those jobs where you just thought, "Is this what I'm going to do for the rest of my life?" You know, where's that drive gone that you said that you wanted to? You know, that ambition that you had as that 16-year-old, get your qualifications and, and sort of get to America. It was, it was basically just going around in a van, and you was looking after shops. It was anything that needed to be done in that shop, whether it was lights, sinks are blocked, um, fire alarm testing, emergency light testing, whether it was all of that stuff, you were there for four hours every every month, once a month, every shop. So you go around on like a rotor and you would go in there for four hours and you would just absolutely obliterate it. Everything that needed to do and you would do it. Anything that was sort of building works would, would sort of go out to a... Um, to a separate team but that was my life for for the best part of two years driving around in a van up and down the country um fixing shops up and there was an opportunity where they they said right we're going to be doing some they're going to refit these shops all with led lights and i'm thinking god this will be good this is my sort of way out of this and i can really get into back to where i need to be 
You know, this this was a sidestep, and now I need to get back on on the being an electrician ladder. Um, so I, I ran the project. They asked me if I'd run the project on from a technical background. I didn't really get involved in the in the logistics side of it, but I managed to get involved in it from a technical aspect. And one of the other things that always baffles me about people's jobs is. It's not until you step out of that role and you move into a different role and you go, wow, I really didn't know anything then. Um, mm. And I'll come on, to that, I'll come on to that point in a minute. But so, yeah, ran this project for technical. And I said, look, after this project's done, I'm not going back to being a, a man in a van. They'll, you know, I'll probably be looking for another job. And I was open and honest. I think that's important as well to be, for, certainly from my side, is to be open and honest with your employer. And, and if you get to that level where you can talk to people in an honest way, I think that they respect you even more. Um, so I said, I'm not going back. I'm not going to be doing it. And uh, they said, well, okay, well, what do you want to do then? And I said, well, I'd like to run some projects. And they, they said, well, we're looking at maybe having a regional manager for North and South to run what I was previously doing but more on a project basis. So it wouldn't be a case of just doing the maintenance side. I said, okay, that, that seems that seems good to me. So I stayed there for a little bit and I, and I, and I did that. And that was, you know, that was good. I was um, had a company car and, and bits and pieces like that. And what was I, 25 at the time. So, you know, it was you getting on the ladder and you think, oh, I'm doing sort of well for myself now. Um, and this is the part that probably doesn't make any sense throughout my whole career <laughs> is that out of the blue, the guy that set my college course up had been watching me for a number of years and I didn't know this. And, and his name was Dan standing forth. I'm, I'm going to be forever grateful to this guy because he was, um, he's a big, big influence for me. He messaged me on a Thursday night at 11 o'clock. I can't remember the date to, to hand, but it was, I know it's Thursday. I know it was 11 o'clock. And he says, I need to meet up with you. Now, at the time, he is um, he's a marketing presenter. I don't know his official job title, but he was a marketing presenter for the NIC. And I say, I say, okay, what do you want to talk about? And he says, just get yourself here and we'll have a chat about it. So I'm thinking it, that they're just going to, be interested in what I'm up to now for the for the apprenticeship side, and he's you know they're going to do a little piece on it in the, in the magazines or, or what have you in the press, just to say this is what we did. These are where they're at now. So I had that in my mind. I got there, and he says, um, he sits and he goes, "I want you to come work for me." I said, "You what?" He says, "I want you to come and be on stage with me, delivering all these presentations across the country." And I won't repeat what I, what my response was, um, because at the time I, I was just doing my own thing and, you know, muddling through through the the regional manager's role of of this um, FM company. And I said, mm. that's literally my worst nightmare. I couldn't think of anything worse than standing up and talking in front of hundreds and hundreds of people. And he said, what are you afraid of? And I said, failing. So failing is what I'm afraid of. And he said, and this is, this is why he's such a, a, a great guy. And he said, look, I want you to come work for me. I know what you can do. I know what type of person you are. I've been watching you for X amount of years of things that you post on social media and bits and pieces. And it seems like it's a really, really odd and bizarre thing. But I think 
the idea of the NRC Academy was that actually in a number of years time, there are some good engineers to go out for them on the road, um, you know, doing all of the, uh, doing all the inspections on, on contractors. I think that long-term plan was that anyway. So he said, I've been watching you for a number of years. So, and I think you'll be really good at it. I'll never let you see, never let you fail. Um, so come and, come and join me, have a think about it, go home, have a think about it. And he said, I promise you now, this opportunity will never, ever come around again. And I'll go back to my, my uncle's job and the, the way that he taught me. And it, he always used to say to me, NIC, best thing, best thing ever, best business. You, if you ever have your own business, you've got to be NIC registered. And I think that was ingrained into a lot of old school sparks. And all of a sudden, I'm being offered a job to go and work for him. I'm not, I'm not being a, a, a member. I'm going to work for the NIC. And that is something that I would have probably thought a lot of electricians, whether they're sort of a bit older or a bit younger, would always go, do you know what? That'd be a really good job. I'd really think that I'd be at the top of the tree once they come knocking and say they want me to come work for them. Now, as I mentioned, it, it's taken a turn here because you're sitting there going, how have I done some qualifications and then all of a sudden ended up at NIC. And I mentioned the bit about you think you know everything you know to do your job. So mm. uh, they've asked me to do a presentation. I had to go through a formal interview and all that sort of stuff. And then they said, right, okay, we, we like you. We, we think we can work with you. Now, I wasn't as strong technically as uh, a lot of the guys in there. You know, some of them have been there years. Some people sit on the helpline in, at, at Searchshore, NIC. And, and they know the regs book like the back of their hand. They could point out numbers to you for fun. So I'm going in there and I'm going, oh my God, I don't know anything. I really don't know anything. And this drive part that I keep mentioning about me and my trait is to, to be as good as them, if not better. So how do you do that? You just get there and you just get your head down and, and you crack on learning. Now, the, 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 you know, for me, the, the business was very supportive. I actually started off as a, almost like a, a trainee, as it were, because I'd never done any any proper presentations before. I'd never gone out um, speaking to, to contractors. I'd always worked within my own little bubble of, of a team. Um, so yeah, you know, it was it was a great time. That they, they were very supportive of me. They gave me the time to develop and show skills that I didn't know I had, and they 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 coached that into me and got the best out of me when I was there. It transpired that because of uh, COVID and stuff, and I don't, it bugs me when people keep keep on mentioning it because we're so far on down the line. But, you know, when during that period, it was it was difficult because my skills were going out, talking to contractors and being in front of them and, and engaging with them. And all of a sudden I'm sitting in, in my flat and I'm going, what's going to happen? Because no more shows means no more work. So with with that, I've had to learn new skills again and say, right, well, what do we do? We we take it online and we start creating webinars. So you move from move from face to face to webinars, and then it was kind of like the, we don't want to be. After that, they sat there and they said, we don't really want to be doing live events again. Um, and I'm sitting there going, well, that's what I'm good at. That's what I enjoy doing. So where do I go from here? And, you know, it's hard because you, you really 
want the business to see the value in it. And this is what I talk, mean when I talk about Skullmore is they see the value in, in being face-to-face with someone. Yes, I can sit, mm. sit here on, on, on a podcast. Yes, I can do some things on, on YouTube, on our channel like we do, but there's nothing quite like being face-to-face with someone, having a, a decent conversation, understanding them as people and what they're looking to achieve as well as providing them with, with solutions that, you know, that's, um, and I'll never understand that decision that they made because I think when we look back at the the years that we had doing the, the, the tech talks out on the road and we were doing things like Elex um, at the, the trade shows and, and various other different shows, we always, always had good numbers, good response, and we was there educating people. Whether it was a business decision you know that's that was above my pay grade, but they 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 took the decision as a business to stop doing face to face events. Mm. Now they 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 said to me, well, we, we can you can sort of sit on a helpline if you want, uh, answering phone calls. And you know, as I mentioned, the guys that are on there are phenomenal. Um, shout out to to Sam as well. That's the the technical manager at, at NIC. Cracking guy knows his stuff um, and helped me a lot as well. Um, and I, I sat there and commented, do, do I want to be doing that? Um, and Darren actually had moved to, to Skullmore. So Darren Stanford had moved to Skullmore. And Skullmore had said, oh, you, you work really well with Jake. Do you want to try and bring him along? And they had this, this plan and this vision of what they wanted to do with the business. You know, they were very good at selling products. Um, but, but they didn't have this, they didn't have the ability to talk the contractor's language. And I think mm. I've been here um, just over two years now. And I think one thing that's been very clear is that contractors don't want to talk about prices of products. They want to know the features and benefits and how it's going to save them time and provide their end users with solutions. Mm. And that is the sort of the part where I come in and, and, and my team come in and really sit there and go, we can make a difference here. We we understand what you're trying to achieve as a business and we're gonna help you get to that get to that level. I think we've we've we may have covered this already. Um but do you do you have a mission? Do you have a personal Do I have a personal mission? Um, if if I was to say that I wanted to be the best technical person in the land, or if I was to say that I wanted to be the best presenter in the land, I don't think either of them would be true. I think what I'm trying to achieve is just to be remembered, really. And, and what I'm doing at the moment with my team, we're getting some good traction and people are starting to take notice of what it is that we can bring to the party. Do I envision always going out on the road doing presentations to people and talking about technical regulations? Probably not. I've got a, a quite a good passion for, for business and, and making money. What's my mission in, in a nutshell? Just to be happy, really. Happy and enjoying work. You know, you, you're you're in a career of this sort of stature for for a long time. I just really want to come to work every day and enjoy it and it not feel like a chore. And 
like I said, I mentioned about the freedom that I get here. It's I, ca- I cannot say how highly regarded this company is for for giving you the tools to go out and express yourself. And if you can continue to do that and and feel like you're achieving something at the same time, as well as having fun, I mentioned that I don't have fun when I go out um, <laughs> in an evening, but some of it is fun. Work hard, play hard and, and all that. I just want to come to work and that's my mission uh, and be, ha- be happy. We can, we can cut that bit out so your friends don't hear that you have fun. <laughs> um, and just just finally what's one piece of advice you'd give someone who was starting out either as in a well let's start in your current role as a technical uh, presenter one piece of advice that i would probably give young apprentices sort of, sort of starting out and it doesn't necessarily have to be apprentices it could be um someone that's doing a degree or you know I think you just need to get your head down. I mentioned earlier on in the podcast about having your own business. Treat your career as if it is your own business and really focus on what areas you're trying to get into. Be the best at that you could possibly can. And yes, I know that you want to get your qualifications and you want to earn decent money and um, you know you want to have nice things and stuff. That All that stuff will come in time. That will it will all come. I promise you that. You just need to get your head down for a few years, so you can get to a position where you go right. I can start relaxing a little bit now in terms of you know the learning that you're going on and the journey that you're on. Get to a certain period within or a certain time where you're happy with the knowledge that you have, and when you start thinking you know a bit, just remember that there's always someone. Mm that knows more and I've I've fallen foul of that so many times where I think I know what I'm talking about and someone then throws a, a spanner in the works and says well have you thought about this and you go not thought about that so just remember that my advice would be keep learning get your head down get your qualifications and always remember that there is always someone smarter than you no matter what, what walk of life no, you're in really good note to end on thank you very much for your time jake it's been really interesting listening to your uh your route in you, you you mentioned at the beginning of the podcast that it was different to probably anyone else we've had and i part of me was like we've had some interesting people on here i'm sure it's not that different but actually it has been <laughs> so thank you very much no worries